Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 63 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with the one and only Mr. Roots Maneuver. God damn, that's exciting to say, right? I mean, when I when Witness came out, um, I, I wasn't I wasn't even making music. I was just a kid listening to this. I was excited, um, and he turned everything on its head. He opened the door down the line for for Dizzy, for Mike Skinner, for everyone now, for for Skepta, for for for, for, for Bonkers, for Lil Sims, for Lady. Alesha, all these amazing acts that are kicking it now. And, and Roots was there treading that ground. And he talks about so much of that in this podcast. I should mention... Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold. I should mention speechdevelopmentrecords.com. That's my label. Um, this podcast, we talk a lot about supporting a UK music and hip-hop. So come ch- check us out, speechdevelopmentrecords.com. We've got some great stuff there. But... um yeah, it was great to get to sit down with Rodney, um, Rodney or Roots Maneuver, however you wish to to name him. Um, yeah, genuinely a true legend in in UK hip hop. Um, many many magazines and blogs and forums have voted a witness as the best a UK hip hop song of all time. I'm hard pushed to to, to, to challenge that man. F- fix up, look sharp's got to be in there. Um, be hard to choose which street song, really, because they've got a few that had had qualified. But that kind of it's it's what makes a witness stand on its own. That is that far ahead of everything else. And obviously, he's had album after album of bangers as well. So it was great to sit down and chat with him. I hope you enjoy it. I need to mention now, actually, um, we've got my film club at the weekend. Um, last week's guest were Brett Goldstein and John Drever, who've done an amazing British superhero movie called Super Bob. It's brilliant. I'm screening it on Sunday, the 18th, at 5.25, I think, um, at the Prince Charles Cinema um, in in Leicester Square. Please come along to that. We want to s- s- sell this one out and have it absolutely rammed. I was meant to be taking October off from the film club um, and kind of winding things up for the year because they tend to go into their Christmas cycle as we get towards the end of the year, which is fine. But we made a special effort to go for this one, so... Please come along to that. I'll see you there. And in general, just go if it's on at your local cinema. If you if you go to their website, if you you, you look up a Super Bob movie, they'll have listings and you can check it out. It's absolutely amazing. It's been compared to Shaun of the Dead. It's got four stars in Empire. It's won numerous awards. It's killing it right now. So anyway, that's all aside. What we're here for right now is Mr. Roots Maneuver. There we go. We've literally started and we're rolling. I'm joined by Roots Maneuver. What, I would prefer Rodney. Whatever feels Maneuver, fitting. Anything. Whatever feels fitting. I was like, if you're feeling professional, you say Roots Maneuver. Let's go with like, Roots Maneuver. Because, I'm feeling particularly you know, professional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can say to people Rodney, and they're like, who? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I've been I've been known as Pip to all my mates for years. Yeah, I'll get emails from people I don't know calling me David or Dave or anything else. It's like, 
Who are you talking to, man? You, like, like, you don't, don't, you don't know me. You know, everyone knows me as Pip. That's why, that's me. But how you doing, man? You good? Don't, don't interrupt the flow. Yeah, yeah, I'm real, I'm real good. I, I'm just a bit worried about slurping on the mic. I really hate that. It's fine, man. It'll, 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 it'll sound all the more real. What, you, you sure? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. I mean... We can press these things, so I'm sure there won't be too much um, unpleasantness. So you're not you're not going to play no music in between or talk. There's no music this, in between. We just just raw conversation. Ninety minutes raw. Simple as that. I'll be looking at my phone every now and then, but that's because I've got some some notes. It's not because I'm bored or on Twitter or playing <laughs> the snake. You, you could be playing snake <laughs> or anything like that. But um, we we're in 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 the basement essentially of of Ninja Tune, and this is like an abandoned cavern. This yeah. is this was like the big dada. The big data of heartless this place here. They, they I mean, keep if you bikes in it now, and not to embarrass you, but if you casually spin round, there's some gold and, and silver records of yours on the wall up there. So you see, the, you know, you see how long ago that it's was. A good spot. It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's a good spot. It's a good spot. It's a yeah. You've picked. I've, I've inadvertently just placed your seat perfectly, so you're framed by well, previous achievements. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty good. But you're yeah, you're back um, on the verge of your a sixth album. Yeah, how's how's that all going? You jump in, uh, back into to, to press and whatnot. Like before we we started rolling, you were saying the last album you were like, can't be dealing with all these press runs and this kind of thing. So how's it how's it feeling this time around? Embracing that a bit more? Had you missed it last time, or did you you feel the difference of not of not doing all that stuff? It's catching up with me. You know, yeah. People want explanations, you know. It's yeah. like there, it's like there is no. It's like there's there's no in between. It's like yeah. you either do press or you're not doing press. So it's like it's my bad. It's like I should have done press last time, but I really I really couldn't couldn't deal with it at at, at the time. It's so. mad. I genuinely think that social media has had an effect on that. You know, because there's so many artists that you've got so much access to. That now, if you're not even if you can't even read an interview about it, then people just disconnect a little bit. It's it's a weird it's a weird w- w- way the industry is changing. Because again, a years back, you didn't have to do press. Like, like you could have an air of of mystery or mystique mm-hmm. about a thing. Whereas now, people are more well. If you're not if you're not spoon feeding it to me a bit, then I'm I'm reluctant. You know? Yeah, it's a weird, and I don't, I, you know, it's, it's it's trying to tap into what's really important, and it's like a thing that I've overlooked over the years is that you know when when you when when you're kind of when you got your thumb on the right vibrations, you are generally around around kind of fans of the music, yeah. you know. So you know, it's it's weird. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm a, probably a bit on the high of coming back from Germany, and and it. <clears throat> And and the Germans have really kind of gotten into the, the, this new project, and yeah. and you know they 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 seem to have they kind of miss me, so they're making me feel bad. It's like why what? did why didn't you come come see us last time? Yeah, it's like we missed on? our talk. You know we're not that bad. So well, Germany's like, become one of the biggest markets for hip hop now, man. Um, if, just a few of the American acts I've got on on my label, and just talking to people like around the Jewels, who Big Dada mm-hmm. did, and things like that, they're all kind of saying that Germany's as strong a market, if not a stronger market, than the UK for them, f- for rap, for hip hop, for f- for that kind of music. So yeah, it's a good scene right now, I guess. Yeah, it's, or they're excited it's, it's, for it at least. It's it's really vibrant. You know, there's there's lots like the domestic stuff has different tiers to it. It's not yeah. just. I think even the most successful major 
domestic German hip hop is actually independent as well. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, like, yeah. wow, that's kind of my 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 dream. You know, it's like, yeah, this is this is kind of the new the new neo mecca. Yeah. It's exciting. So, the ideas, you know so, that. Uh, what was you, I mean, we were saying then about uh, if you're if you're surrounding yourself and if you're keeping your finger on the pulse. Uh, growing up, what, uh, what was your exposure to, uh, to music? You're South London, a uh, born and bred, right? Yeah, yeah. And what was your? Where did you? What music did you start getting into? What were the big things that started to influence you f- early on, and how did you find them? Um, very early on, it's probably when my granddad bought me a radio. Yeah. And I didn't realise that a radio wasn't, you didn't have a cassette on a radio. You just had to listen to what was there. Yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I should have asked my dad for a cassette player rather than, you got no rather control. than a, ra- a radio. So I kind of learned to, I kind of learned to get into things back then. Um, yeah, it was, the, it was the radio shows, the big radio shows. I can, I can remember like, the, you know, like before... Before hip hop radio, there was like one, one or two, like reggae radio shows that yeah. I used to listen to. Because I used to listen to, you know, you know, as as a kid, you you know, you you watch the um, kids, kids Saturday TV shows, and it was like it, it was kind of I was starved of starved of something that kind of sounded like where I was from. Yeah, you know, it was every now and then you had the the wild thing like. Um, like uh, what, are they, what what are they called again? Like musical youth that would turn up with some like yeah 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 yeah, some, yeah. So the sunshine reggae things and it's like oh that sounds a little bit like what plays around here where I where I've grown but it's not quite the same. But oh, that's it, was it. Still, I mean, it was still still nice to see. You yeah, know, it's still nice to see kids kids on the TV or someone that kind of reminded me of of where of where, where you're from yeah. and what you can relate to. Uh, South London in the eighties was. A real good spot for for your your kind of yes sound system tapes, oh, your yeah. sound classes, your mixtapes. My my granddad worked in um, a pickling f- factory in South London, and huge Jamaican communities there, and hugely you know constantly surrounded by the sharing of sound system tapes of parties with just everyone bringing what they've got to the table and, 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 and having that there was that a, an influence at that point and was that an exciting thing to, to, to have early on in your, in your musical yeah it's like it's something that I look back on now and I can and I think oh wow it's, it's so fortunate to be around yeah. that you know it's like but you know it's it's, 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 a, it's a total different wavelength you know but, you know people actually literally living a few doors away from from a gambling house almost a, living a few doors away from a from a nightclub you yeah, know it's like yeah. i didn't know what that was you know as, as a little you know nine ten year old you know yeah. like to, today i don't know i don't know that people would 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 put up with it you know yeah yeah completely to, i think also that there's a lot of people um uh, put extra a uh, uh, love or credibility on stuff when looking back, I know there's, oh, yeah. there's loads of stuff in my upbringing that, like, again, like my uncle was one of the first uh, label managers f- 
for Trojan a record, so I was oh, exposed wow. really early on to loads oh, of great wow. reggae. But at the time, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really give a shit about it. You know, it was still it was stuff that my uncle's listening to and putting out and and doing. Oh, so I wasn't wow. really excited about it. Whereas now I'm like, these records were amazing wow. back in the day. So were yeah. you embracing it, or, were, or was there an element of, oh, this is my dad's music or my granddad's music or, or whomever well, it's, else? It's, it was it's weird because my. My my parents were, you know, they were evangelical Christians, so they, wow. were, they there was no real reggae or yeah. even general pop music in in the house. <clears throat> they didn't even didn't even take take me to the cinema. They was like oh, wow. that kind of into their thing, but yeah. you know, it was going to the cinema and listening to reggae was something that 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 was a real treat. It was real exotic. And yeah. it only happened when I went to see my auntie, like my auntie Gloria, she held, she held yeah. parties in the house and she had re- reggae records. So I re- I was, you know, that, I think that's where the, f- the fascination with bass and records really came from. It was like, yeah. it's something that I couldn't do at home. Well, that was, you know, any kind of restriction yeah, is always, like, always makes it that bit more exciting because yeah. you can't just be doing this 24 seven. It's like that one day, it's the same now, we, we, I discussed on the podcast a few weeks ago about um, downloaded music and all that. And I don't want to get into a big debate on illegal downloads and torrenting or whatever, but the thing f- for me when I was growing up is I could afford one or two CDs a month. And that meant they meant the world to me. This yeah, was this yeah, big yeah, thing. Yeah. So the fact is then, again, if you're getting the chance to party or listen to music or go to the cinema every now and then, like once in a blue moon, then it's that bit more exciting and means the world to you. Whereas if you could have it every, all day, every day, it might not have meant so much, right? Yeah, the, the absence definitely made me more keener and, and, and more, I think now it's like, it, it's it's an obsession and, and and now it's, it's now I can appreciate it. At the time, it was it was very frustrating. It was like, yeah. I, I, you know, I wish I had the uncle like yours yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah, working yeah. at the... I missed out on this. I passed up on that. Um, so, so, did you push against the religious side of things, or were you were you are, are you religious now, and were you religious in your up growing up? Or I, I was, you know, I didn't. I don't think I. Put, I got on with it. Yeah, I got on with it. But I think in 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 getting on with it, it's kind of I kind of landed on a, a, a strange kind of outside, but inside. I knew, I, you know, I. I I think I definitely have a sense of spirituality. I definitely have a sense of of, of um, even as extreme as you know uh, God and devil and and heaven and hell. But mm. I, I I I I'm now as a you know as a as a forty something father. I'm, I'm now a bit you know a bit sensitive about about forcing my opinion of that down anybody's yeah. throat or you know uh, yeah. I think I think this these concepts are, are, are personal and, and they're, they're they're private you know yeah you know, I you couldn't can... agree more I think religion and and for me more and more politics as well so much of it it's 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 fine if you're if it's a personal choice and a personal belief and religion people will rally against religion but I was the same. I had a Catholic upbringing. I'm not particularly religious now, but I'm glad I was given that option. Do you know what I mean? I, I learned yeah. about it. It's like, right, I know about this. I can now make my own choices. Yeah. There was never a, here's what you have to believe. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I didn't have that pressure. So it was, 
I think in that context, it's, 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 it can be a real positive thing to have around you, to have yeah. in your belief system as you're growing up, to understand things a little simpler of good and evil and so on and yeah, so forth, yeah. heaven and hell. It's, a, it's, it's good st- structures in that way, you know? Yeah, just the basic grounding of it, you know? Yeah. So, so, so when, was, when was your introduction to, to hip-hop or, or when did you start to decide you wanted to start, start making music? I think that the, the, the time, I, mean, I was always messing about. I was yeah. always messing about t- trying to, to do some form of, you know, like I would go to friends' house that had, that they had a synthesizer. I didn't have one. Yeah. And I, I could just stay on that synthesizer all day long, yeah. you know, and they, they'll be like, oh, come on, come out, let's go and kick a ball, let's go. Like, I'll just be like around the synthesizer with a pair of headphones. For me. It's a returning theme of the absence making the heart grow yeah, fonder. They've got it in their house and they yeah. can't be bothered to touch it. Whereas you're like, and in a minute, I'm not going to be able to do yeah. this. So I want to be on this, this, this right now, right? So, you know, it's like I could, but the very first thing of making music was my, my dad used to have a, a little tape recorder with, uh, that, that took yeah, little cassettes and had a mic, a little Philips uh, tape recorder, and he used to record, he used to record everything, like yeah. he used to record ambience at home, but a lot, it was primarily for, for recording church services. Right. And, I, and I found out that you could, I could play the gramophone and record the gramophone into the tape cassette and sing at the, sa- at the same time. So yeah. this was like, this was like, wow! Yeah. My, this was like my my first experience of hearing the voice come back and, and having some music to it and and started to do like little fake radio shows and fake little concerts yeah. and like, had, you know, that kind of developed into having like a little fake sound system. Yeah. So it kind of kind of started from there i think and, and were you ever allowing anyone else to hear this or was this all for your own enjoyment and and, and oh, yeah, pleasure i wanted to play leisure? i wanted to play everywhere but yeah. it was, you know it's like it it's pretty must have sounded pretty crude <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i can imagine but again that excitement of of hearing your voice over over music for the first time over other charming that engaging yeah. in that that uh, that medium and again, I guess at a time that that technology was first kind of becoming available to the average man, you know, what I mean, e- even in the barest form of that of a, a tape recorder with a microphone, yeah. you know, but that ability to be able to go right, this is something I can do on some on some level. Mm-hmm. Did, 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 did that kind of open it up to the idea of it being your career, or was it just something you just no, just followed as a passion? It was just a just a weird. I think it's a weird. F- weird fascination a weird something to do yeah. really um it didn't actually open out until i think secondary school going to secondary school and there being things like drum machines and the yeah. music department in secondary school and i think it, what what the biggest i think one of the biggest parts of it was i had a music teacher probably in the first year of secondary school that taught us all how to play warrior charge Right. Taught us the basics of how to play that that, yeah. that song, and then, and then she basically taught us what was I think the basics of jamming or jazz, and yeah. she was like in, inverting chords and inverting notes, and from Amazing. that from that I based all my musicality just on that. I've never really, you know, I did a bit of violin at school, yeah, and f- just from from learning those that basic song structure is what really, yeah. 
pulled me in and made me want to 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 do music and 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 then you know with with, with the with the I also saw uh, I saw uh, Art of Noise on telly once, and right. they, they were talking about MIDI and stuff like yeah. and sampling and, and technology, and it, yeah. and it was like I was just into the gadgets, just yeah. always wanted one of them, a sampler or a gadget or you know something. Yeah. That's great. That's exciting there as well to have a teacher that's firstly teaching you just here's how you play this because that's exciting in itself mm-hmm. initially to go I can recreate that but then and the to go that is, bit the, further the, of here's the, how you jam the, it the here's how you invert is it that the whole class like you know nearly 25 people were playing that song yeah. or different incarnations of that song yeah. and she was encouraging it when it was going wrong as well yeah. that that planted the biggest seed in my head is like you know, the, the mind is the original sampler, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, to have your mind as well as wanting to get into the technology, it was like a two-pronged two pronged attack. Yeah, that's exciting. So getting to do, essentially, to remix songs live in in music class. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that's, 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 that's inspirational, surely. So, so where did it go from there? Oh, when did you start... Um, yeah, or, or putting out records or, you know pushing in that a general direction and then it was in like early uh, 90s right yeah, or mid 90s uh, uh yeah early 90s um it was, uh, it was, it was yeah well i think you know at the end of just at the end of school because when it was at school there was all that that kind of um teachers were first striking there's all this industrial yeah. action and they withdrew withdrew a lot of their time so there was a lot less school clubs around but there was there was like a place called Music Works in Stockwell, yeah, which which had like a, a, a four track in it, and, yeah, and and I think and and the drum machine, and you know when we heard about that, it was like it was time to go down there and try and try and work out how these drum machine works yeah. down there, and it, I think it must have been like a TR six oh six, yeah, paid like. £2.50 or £3 a time to go and sit with this drum machine <laughs> and, and the four track and, and we just couldn't work out how to use the, nah. the drum machine and just having to to, to keep paying and keep going yeah, through right paying and going and, but you know I think after a while we got into like playing live drums over the top of like old, old James Brown records yeah. and stuff and just having a, a really crude kind of well, actually, it might be, yeah. thinking to now is that that would probably be quite a quite a cool sound now. Yeah, the way yeah it'd go down well now. That'd be <laughs> way ahead of its time. Um, so you started to kind of pop up on on other people's tracks on guesting. Was there did you have a community there of of musicians and artists that you you found yourself in? Or oh yeah, like because like from that from initially going down to Music Works that that led into going down to 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 Angel Town, yeah, Angel Town Estate, which had a better studio, but we wasn't even allowed to be on Angel Town Estate because we weren't <laughs> really from there, right? But I kind of got up and bugged bugged the people over there, yeah, and kind yeah. of got into their heads, and was just that dedicated. And once again, people on the estate weren't really into to it as much they kind of had the studio yeah. and and then before before you knew it I ended up being a, 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 a an assistant at, at their in their studios right you know? 
But so learning and working yeah, at the same time. Yeah. I was yeah, being an assistant, learning and working, sitting in loads of sessions, helping other people putting together demos and yeah. you know, recording dub plates and stuff like that. And and that kind of that was almost like my apprenticeship yeah. into the to the bigger kind of grown up world of of, of, of studios and, and release culture. Yeah. So so I mean the the very room we're sitting in in, in now is is you know tr- traditionally the big data office and they started in like in 97 and they're a label that i think t- to my knowledge when was it a brand new second hand came out in 98 i think it was no, so, no, no, so, no, no. Well, no, no. so so they'd literally just they'd, they'd not been around long yeah, and just big years. data and roots maneuver just seem synonymous with each other it seemed that that's yeah, they you were the artist at that time on 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 Big yeah, Dada and kind f- of like Big Big Dada was set up just to be to do a couple of compilation albums by by Will Ashen and it wasn't even part of the program to put out an artist album. Yeah, and you know, I had you know I'd been working in this community studio and I had loads of music and I was like I kind of had enough of singles. I want to put out an album. I yeah. don't know where that is coming from. Actually, no idea of where where that was coming from or where it was going to, but yeah. it's just a little cocky thing that I, that I kind of presented to him, and 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 he was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think so," and he went he went away, but he come back with an offer in two weeks. That's great. That kind of took took me away from totally took me out of of probably what would have put me off because I was about you know I had you know I had. I had the opportunity to do stuff with with other labels and 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 personal loans, and I was gonna yeah. I was gonna probably do a kind of you know try to sell stuff out out, out of someone's boot or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it would have been probably lost to the world. I yeah, think. exactly. So they they took that initial risk. I was reading online; it was originally like a three thousand run release, and it's gone on. You know, obviously that that went on to you know sell over a hundred hundred thousand worldwide yeah, and really a, get your name out there and, and launch you the mobos at, that year. You got a, a, a best hip hop, yeah, yeah, right? And it really yep. started to just build that hype and and blow things up, right? For, for you and for the label, I guess essentially, particularly as they were almost had their arm twisted into doing it. That must have been a good a good moment. Yeah, at the time it was so so different to now. It was you know it was pretty bleak. You know, it was like I didn't, I wasn't even here to pick up the mobile. I was in, I was in America. Right. Yeah. I was, I was uh, following Herbalizer around on a tour that I, that was, that was at least seventy five percent empty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hard slog out there. It was good to see America, and it was it's tough, good, man. It's it the was push to get to out see, there and. It was good to be out there, you know, as 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 a as a UK based MC. You know, I didn't know anybody, hardly any. You know, I knew Rodney P had been out there years before, but I didn't know anybody at the time. No, not that at all. Was that could even afford a ticket? Yeah. <laughs> let alone get out there and travel all the way around. But you learn quick how fucking tough it is touring out yeah. there, right? Because it's you know in the UK you're like. Oh, there's like a three-hour journey between these gigs. That's a nightmare. Whereas in America, there could oh, be like God. a twelve-hour journey, Jesus. a fifteen-hour yeah, journey. Eighteen. Yeah. Oh, so, so, uh, so, how was that at the time? Was that an unenjoyable thing? Because I remember the first big tour I did in the US, and I felt hugely guilty because I was doing what all my friends had dream of, and I was miserable. 
like the, like the bulk of that tour. There were some cool gigs, but the mm. bulk of that tour, I was like, man, this isn't this isn't enjoyable. It's so <laughs> tough. It's so hard. I'd you know, all my friends would love to be doing this, but I'm dreaming of being on the tour at HMV again, you know, and things like that. So, so, so how was that for you at the time, being one of the first UK acts to be doing it in that way? It was murder, but yeah. at the places where there was people, you know, like places like Boston and up in Canada and in Toronto, places where there was, it kind of made up for all the times yeah. where it, where it, we were playing to nobody. Yeah, and it made up for the times where we, we had no sleep or sleeping in some crazy motel. Yeah. The, just the response to be in America getting a... a almost a better response than I was getting in the yeah. UK. Yeah. You know, it's like they've really made an effort to make make us feel welcome and, and appreciated. You know, it was pretty that was mind blowing. I can't I can't describe really how that really felt at that time. Yeah. You know, it's like there was there was no infrastructure for this. Yeah. You know, it was before, before it almost feels like the, the Stone Age. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, it's it's far more. I think in everything in the music industry, it's far easier when there's a path laid out yeah. before you, where you can say, oh, "I will do the same route that they did, or the same approach that they yeah. did, or hit the same clubs or same venues." Yeah. But when you're genuinely going out there, being the one to go right. Yourself finding the venues that people should hit in the future, and finding the ones that they should avoid, like the plague yeah. in the future. Like you shouldn't go through that route in yeah. the in the future. That's kind of scary and and, and stressful ground to tread. But man, oh, 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 amazing to be doing it. Yeah, it was like it was just so yeah, so weird. You know, it was like there was real. It was a real engagement, you know, and especially in some, you know, some some of the other places, I don't know, like Tallahassee and and you know some some places down south and some of the other midwestern places that don't even playing in venues that that even when there's only fifty people, that's quite a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were that those audiences were kind of fed up with the way that that American acts treated them. And we'd come, yeah. we come, I was out there with my little crew and we was like so happy to be there yeah. and they were so happy to be treated so well. And they'd be like, Jesus, yeah. we've seen so much of our own acts and they tell us off for not filling out the room and yeah. blah, they're so arrogant with us and you guys, you just come and you get down. It's like, oh, wow. Completely get that. I always remember the excitement of playing in Ames, Iowa and there was like 30 or 40 people mm-hmm. and I was buzzing because before that tour i'd never heard of ames iowa mm-hmm. yet there was 30 or 40 people in ames iowa who had heard of us so despite the fact it's a 200 cap room and it feels empty exactly the same it's like man we're just pleased mm-hmm. to be here and pleased that you're that so, you've turned out you so know when was you out there now? Uh, oh that was in like 2007 2008 so almost 10 years after you were were laying the, oh. that groundwork i guess but so it was in 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 two thousand and one. It just it 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 it, it rocketed up and another notch. Right, we've witnessed and, and and run come save me are coming out. Um, I always remember the video for witness just just coming out of nowhere and just getting so much attention. The s- simplicity, but 
excitement of it and Bloody just simplicity is still sort of, it's a, a bone of contention for me yeah <laughs> yeah because at the time you know, we spent £10,000 on that and oh wow it's like I just, it really was like, man, I wanted some something with a little bit of sh- little bit more sheen on it. I wanted yeah. something a little bit like Chariots of Fire. Yeah, some yeah, slow yeah, motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I ended up with this thing. It was like, like a viral before viral. I was going to say, there. do you think it would have taken off as well if it had been more polished? If, Probably if, because wouldn't. again, it's that feeling that you were seeing, this could be someone you know. Yeah. A, 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 I mean, it had that realness yeah. about it that you had more of an excitement to share and engage in it. Whereas yeah. if you get the next new polished shiny rap yeah. video that you're like, all right, that was cool. Yeah. So I think that the, the part that probably annoyed you at the time, cause you'd put so much money had been put into it, time and effort. Maybe that's what kind of pushed it through there. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is the way to think about it. Yeah. I never, I never really thought about that, but yes, it, it's true. Um, yeah. The, the charm of it is, yeah. is, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's it is probably what what gave it what's given it its legs. So, so how was that? I mean, the everyone always talks about the difficult second album, and it's rare that the second album kind of not only lives up but potentially gets more hype, more exceeds the first album, and and has that. I mean, a witness is, I think, Hip Hop Connection have called it the best the best UK rap track of all time, and you know so, so much. So much love and hype came at that point. How was that? Were you expecting that? Were you always hoping for that? Or were you you ready, you know, to be back in the studio at any point or or, 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 or graft in a way? What was your perception at the time? Oh, beforehand or after, as it was growing? Like as it was all growing. As it, you know, as, as it, as it was growing was a bit of a semi-shock, but there was like, um, you know, sure, uh, my good brother, Shawnee T, he, he was like one of the people that was like on my back and telling me like beforehand, this is this is the thing that we've been waiting for. Yeah, this thing is gonna is is gonna have a reach far more than 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 what than what I knew. So yeah, you know there was there was still I kind of I was told about it. I was told about it. There was yeah. a, a a good a good feeling about it but there was all there you know it's weird at, at that time there was there was also a, a, a kind of creative contingent of of music makers that were like if it didn't sound if your hip-hop didn't sound as if it could come from new york or yeah. or, or somewhere on the east coast then it wasn't really relevant so yeah. anything that kind of experimented too far across the line so it did it was it was really weird, but it did you know it, it it grew and it grew, and the the thing that I had was just basically the response that I got from it when we when we played it live that yeah was yeah that. and again, I mean similar to what you were saying about being I won the first to be doing a American exactly that thing you said there of 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 making a UK music that was actively and proudly a UK yeah. music, not not trying to sound American, yeah. not putting on an accent, not putting on this, or even production-wise, yeah, not going that direction. It opened the doors for Dizzy and the Streets and all these others to then go, right, no, we can have a UK sound. It doesn't have to be a UK version yeah. of the Brooklyn sound of, yeah. of, of, yeah. of whatever else. So, you, I mean, you said about the reactions live. Have you always... Uh, 
have been a fan of playing live? Are you more of a studio guy or more of a live guy? Because there's often there's often quite big gaps between albums. Is that from from wanting to get on the road and touring a lot and, and yeah, getting in front of a crowd? That's, that's, tour, that's touring, but it's like for me, it's really weird that my my live relationship has only built built up recent over the last ten years. Really, yeah. that I've got to experiment and do these crazy ideas, you yeah. know. And, and um yeah the you know I, I would say i'm i'm i am i think i'm more productive if i'm if i'm studio based because yeah. it's not always just from a studio point of view point of view is it, it's not just the hip hop stuff that i do you know i yeah. do i do a load of loads of other bits yeah, and yeah, pieces yeah, of course you know, so, you know. so how i mean again how was it gigging early on when there wasn't particularly that many other acts like you to gig with and to have a, a scene with. Or it, it felt at the time, I remember seeing you at, at a Deadbeat Festival and it was all UK or all American hip hop acts. A lot of left field stuff, your, mm-hmm. your Black Alicious, your Sage Francis, Edan, Abysmarkey. And you were one of the few kind of a UK guys that seemed to be there. Was that a theme at the start of, of your career of having to? the only people you could be grouped with are really were USX on the way over here or was there a scene that you were coming out of at the time? I mean, it's, the scene thing is hard. You know, a lot of people hype, you know, people put hype on like just, just 30 regulars down at, down at Plastic People and they start calling it a scene. Yeah. But yeah, yeah there yeah, definitely yeah. was a contingent of, of a community of MCs doing things, but... But yeah, there was like in the out in the outer world in festival land. It was like yeah, we were the only we was the the alien child. Yeah. You know, I can remember playing CM CMJ Music Festival in 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 New York, and it was just just the strangest thing. Yeah, just speaking to 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 Americans who were like telling me like like overtly just how how you know it was made you know hip-hop was made here you know it, yeah, like, of course yeah. i know hip-hop was so made I'm, that's I'm what aware I mean. of this <laughs> but the way they come from two, like, it yeah. was made around here around the corner hip-hop was invented around the corner great thank you thank you for doing yeah. you know, hip-hop it's kind of weird it's kind of cute i don't quite understand what you're saying <laughs> but this is really good did you ever look a lot of that in America, kind of the the constant confusion over the fact that you've got you've not got an American accent and 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 and, and you're rapping. There's all there's it feels like there's some boundary there that will never be overcome. But any UK act, they'll never quite be able to get over the fact that you've you're not got an American accent. Well, I think it's it's different now. You know, with people like Nicki Minaj dropping the little full. Yeah, overly British accent into a thing. I think yeah, 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 it's true. More well, Slick Rick's international. S- S- like. S- Slick Rick was a South London lad. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the biggest perceived to be American rap. But yeah, I think it's, it's I guess different. That sneaks People's in palette is 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 totally more more open. So on the production side of it, um, the early albums you. Did you work with a lot of other people, or was that that primarily? It's primarily on me, your own. Me in the community studio by myself, or me in my little studio in my front room, which was around the corner from Mary in in, in Kennington. Yeah, um, yeah, it was like the formula for for albums was generally I I had to do at least 
yeah, two thirds of the production to make it work yeah. as a business. Yeah, thing. yeah. I couldn't yeah. afford to to yeah, go out and buy sense. ten beats. That makes sense. You know? yeah, I couldn't yeah. afford to buy fifteen beats. You need you that know? to to be be coming back to uh, you. Yeah, which is when a bit, a bit selfish, in. but that kind of you know, it, it made a motive out of out of the conditions and out of the, the yeah. constraints. You know, it, like it was, it forced us. It forced the brand to be as it was. Yeah, because that's it. I think I, I remember it was on a Slime and Reason. I think in two thousand eight was the first time I kind of started to hear or know of other people that were working on it production wise mm-hmm. with Todd Latte and, yeah. and Metronomy doing some bits yeah. on it. So how was that? Was that a change in experience in in, in engaging or bringing new people into the mix? Or was it still, it was you kind still, of, that still tradition of you're doing 70% anyway and then, yeah, then jumping someone else It was on. still the same the same kind of ratio, but those were people that had grown up listening to to to, to, to Witness and, yeah. and Brand New Second then. And they were, they were real, like, amazing energy to be with. Like, being, yeah. being with the first generation of, of producers that had grown up loving... Or just seeing having no no prejudice in 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 production. I think, but the, earlier on when I when I made the first albums, which were kind of lo-fi, there was you know amongst producers and DJs of the world, there was such a massive snobbery and prejudice. Yeah. Like you had to be using this certain drum machine, had to be be in this kind of studio. If yeah, it weren't yeah. on this kind of mic, or if it wasn't done with with a boss recorder, it's like everything was getting so regimented and, yeah. and these guys like you know like, like um toddler and, and metronomy were 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 just free of that and yeah. just kind of making their own rules that's what i think yeah. it's, it's the yeah it was it was just just their, their energy was just just amazing were there any ever any problems of them bringing beats that would Two roots maneuver. Do you know what I mean? Just, if, if, if they've been so influenced and inspired by you, I can imagine them turning up with, like, in their mind, witness mark two, and you having to be. No, that's not it? where we are now. That's, that's, that's not where we're at right now. It, it was never like that, you know. Well, it wasn't. Well, you know, working with Metronomy, like he, he had he had these just just like CDs and of you know showreel after showreel of this weird. I don't know what you would call what he does. I call it in between funk. And I didn't yeah. even know who he was. Yeah. When I while I was listening, like Will just gave me a stack of CDs, and I'm like, yeah. "Who is this guy? I think he, he, he must be an old Frenchman because yeah. his take on the <laughs> yeah. funk is so weird and it's so I love that. It's so in between. It's like it, it it sounds like some some. It must be a French guy living in uh, in Italy. And some guy who hasn't heard, he he's he just been underexposed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just so pure, and it's in, in it's he's he's and so happy in it in, in what it is. You know, it's like not trying to polish a turd, as it were. Yeah. It's just kind of if it's oh. if it's a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit lo-fi. You just let it let it breathe. It's fine. Turn just, your just lo-fi high-fi. It, um, it must be. It must have been good to 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 be able to, to, to 
take stuff in like that with no preconceptions, like not knowing who this guy is, yeah. you're then open to just go, right, I can listen to it just for the music r- rather than thinking, oh, Metronomy's incredible at the moment. It'd be mm-hmm. good to get this, you know what I mean? Or this or that, just having it purely, I like this. You know, this sounds good. This works. Yeah, yeah, it's another another lucky accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like Rankham saying. <laughs> yeah, so, so what do you listen to like when you're uh, when you're taking in music and in, in enjoying music? Or do you switch off from it in the writing stage or or what's your 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 process there of intake? Yeah, I'm constantly you know, I'm constantly listening to what's what's or I'm constantly, maybe I'm not listening to it. I'm referencing what's out there. Yeah. Just kind of, I'm keeping an eye on it. But yeah. then there's a, what I actually sit back and turn off and, and, and enjoy is 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 mostly what what I buy or I've been given to. Yeah. You know, because I, I think it's really tiring that, that the, the, the amount of music that's out there in the format. Yeah, it's like, overwhelming. It's, I'm like, oof. I don't know what to do. I, I, I feel quite scared sometimes. Yeah, you know. But I think I the radio. I listen to the radio. Like I listen. Like I like to listen to to rinse when I'm in range. Yeah, and it, you know. You know, there's there's you know there's a few pirates that have that, that do put stuff online that I listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is 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 there ever a? I mean, this is just a sick record now. Is is there a conscious? Do you ever set out thinking here's here's what I want here's the sound I want to make or any conscious changes or developments or is it just I, let's see what happens? I think yeah, I think generally I just create anyway. Just yeah. I just need to create. I just have yeah. to create and then I, I can file I file that. But I think now is evolving. Like I'm like you know being out in um being out in Germany just this week I've heard a whole lot of boom bap that's really kind of yeah. resurfaced my, my just love of the simplicity of boom bap you know, yeah, I could yeah, see yeah, myself yeah, doing yeah. a boom bap album yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I know I know Big Daddy would hate it but yeah. I was like <laughs> I really want to just do it you know it's like it's like you know with, with the right systems that is like one of the the best things to, to listen to for me right now yeah C- completely so what's the relationship with Big Big Daddy like because you've, you've been you've as I said, you've been together f- f- from day one. I think in recent years, their output's been amazing with with Kate Tempest, with y- y- Young Fathers and Run the Jewels and all these other people. So, uh, uh, so how is that relationship? Is it a kind of, I've got a new record, it's ready, or are they on at you like, have you got any new material? When's the new album? When's the new album? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is a constant, yeah, there is a prodding... You know, yeah. but, I, but it's been it's been good so far like as you say you know with, with Kent with the output it's like it's been really inspiring from yeah. you know from from you know even what Wiley does and, yeah. and how how sporadic he does his yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah, just yeah. that in his he's in the you know the the line of his releases where he might he might go to Warner and do something properly over the top for the mainstream, but still he comes back and does a couple of records. Yeah, completely. Here, He's one that really like, feels like, like you know, you were saying at the start where you've been been putting just songs out, singles out here and there, and then you sat down one day and said, "Look, I want to put an album out." Mm-hmm. It, it feels like oh, 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 Wiley's never really had that moment. <laughs> he's, he's, he's still kind of like, 
<laughs> let's put a song out here. Let's go over there for a bit. Let's go and stand in that room for a while and just. But again, it's amazing because it's just that yeah. constant flow. But yeah, it's it's it, it's that difference of that point where you'd gone right. Here's and I, I need to do an album now. This is is the next thing. But it's like I said I did it, but I didn't know what an album would, would, was yeah. supposed to be. You yeah. Know? It felt like <laughs> something you needed to, yeah. to demand or request and uh, and take it from there. So what's the plan with this record? Are you going to be touring it a lot? Are you going to be getting back on the road? Are you enjoying that element of the, yeah, the like, variation like, of what you can do live? You know, we've done about we've done about 13 shows this year, like we're just kind of staying, staying away from the bigger festivals yeah. and doing the, the, the more boutique-y yeah. festivals and, and trying to find a way. You know, it's, it's the life... The life thing is something I love, but I, I am a stickler because what I hear the sound going in a certain way, I cannot take, you know, no matter how much they tell me it's going to cost to have that, 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 you know, I have these things in my head, like I need my 13-piece band. I need that yeah. number. And no matter how much it costs, I can't get it into my head that... Maybe I should cut it back yeah. to, to four. It needs to or be less right, is man. more. I it, just have it needs these to things, be right. so, you know. And it, it just keep my 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 ear for the life situation keep growing, you know. And and and, and it changes, and it could it change it changes mid tour as well. Yeah, you know. So, so what is is the live set up at the moment? Like, at what's the at, current? Have you got at, a have you got at it the figured moment, yet? At the moment, it's stripped down. It's totally stripped down. And you're not happy with that, are you? you, you uh, you want that thirteen-piece line? You <laughs> yeah. want that that, that that full procession? Yes, it's uh, yeah. The moment it's 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 drums, it's bass, it's it's stems and keyboards, and a couple of backing singers, which has been the most it's been the most f- focused it's been for years. But yeah. You know what? I don't give a damn about focus. I just want to make. <laughs> I want to make a racket. It's tough, man, because it's it's something I've I struggled to explain at points. A lot people hit you up saying, oh, "Can you come and play in my pub or or, or something mm-hmm. like that?" And that's a fine qu- a question, but w- w- when you've got a live show to a certain place and certain point, it's like I can. But if your pub has has this kind of system and can take the setup that we want to do, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? I don't want to turn up and be there with an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. or a backing track. You know, you get your live yeah. show to that specific point. It's like. It's not as easy as that. <laughs> it's not yeah. as easy as turn up and play. It's like no, we need this on point. We need all the yeah. the structure all there and and ready to go. Yeah, and it's, you know it, it, it's it, it's a it's a learning and a fascination that just keeps keeps going on, and you hear things in new ways, and then you get you get you get more and more of a a fussy git as you go on. Yeah, yeah. You got your specifics. That's fair. What was the the process of, of 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 this album, like how did it all come together? What was the writing no, the process? Pro- the process was really because it must change over the years with then with having a family and things like that. That must you know it can't be as 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 or the same as it was with those first records, right? Is it? It's not the same as it was, but it is still. I still. I got you know respect. You know, I've been very fortunate to have quite accommodating family situations yeah know? so I've, I've been very lucky like that they kind of they know that I'm I'm lost I'm generally lost in the music yeah, yeah, 80% yeah, yeah. of the time yeah. you know 
can't explain what what I'm doing, but I I am lost in the music. It needs but, to happen. But uh, yeah, the process is is is, is I think it's pretty the same. It's like the, I do I do a stack of a stack of basic demos and I get everyone to listen to them and they try and gauge try and get a gauge of what people like and what people don't like I think yeah. you know in the past I've been a bit of a stickler and I don't even care what people like and I yeah, just yeah. go with what, whatever <laughs> yeah. as long as yeah. there's one or two things that they can relate yeah. to but um, you know th- this this time has, has been a little bit more open I've, I've, I've kind of I opened the whole the sketchbook to the whole company here yeah. which was which was really strange yeah I was going to really say weird. there's a uh, lot of how was that to hear back on things and to get here's what we like here's uh, what we don't like when that might not match up with what you were oh, expecting yeah, it's, it's painful yeah bloody painful yeah yeah but you know I, I, I knew I had to try and get the company excited in a different way so yeah you know i was i was ready to be flexible to reignite yeah so yeah. so have you worked with a lot of people on this one or again is oh, it yeah. still that no no it's lo- loads of people i've actually this is this is almost it feels like my first professional album all oh, right because <laughs> it's the first time i've not i've not i've not budgeted for studios i've not paid for a studio yeah. i didn't uh, you know, there was there was cabs. There was there was like it's the first time I've had the budget to do what I want to. I've yeah. like sat down and thought, mm, I need I need some cello on this one, and then someone's gone and got the cellos. Amazing, and, you know. I I need some some modular synthesizer on this one, and someone's just gone and got it. And it's that's like per- that's got to be exciting, though, right? Good. That's got to be ex- exciting to have that. Like, yeah, here's what I want to happen, and then it's kind of yeah, it's been nice. Comes too, but it's it's very very beautiful bureaucratic as well because then because there was you know there's there's uh there's been a central base for the spending yeah they want to know every step of the way so yeah like, yeah of course where i've like got i've got hammond organ come from from some a real gospel player yeah in in i don't know who's it oh god Kobe Bryant played Hammond organ on, on, on one of the right. tracks and he's like a really well-known yeah Hammond organ player um, then you got the fact that it costs quite a bit, yeah, and uh, you got people sitting around listening to different takes of the Hammond organ. It's just like, wait a minute, no, no, I, I tell you what I like. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, no, you paid, we paid, we got to check all of this. Paid how much thousand pounds for that? Yeah. You better, <laughs> you better play us all the takes that you sent me. It's like, no, 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 no. It's still my world. You, you, you. you you, you listen to me, you know. Just just back off a little bit. There's, yeah. There's that that little That's crazy weird. balancing act. It must of, be weird this many years into into to doing it to then work by committee in in many ways to have so many people. Yeah, it's definitely influencing weird, not having a say. But just it's weird. But it's, do you feel it's a, a, a positive? It's weird, but it's a good experience to, to have yeah. to have gone through. Yeah. it's kind of it's kind of it's, it's kind of learning backwards, you know. 
you know, there, you know, there's been albums that have been released, and you know, some of the sub albums that have been released. And sometimes I feel like certain parts, certain parts of the album, certain songs have been totally gone over the head of, yeah. of the label. And there's so much focus on the so-called focus tracks when it's like it's an album. Come on, man! Any one of these could be turned into to to your global smash if your if yeah. your heads are, are, are heads in the right place. I always remember the. I, I used to have a hip hop show on XFM, and I always remember I had, I had young fathers in, and they were again in the middle of a big promo run and a bit kind of worn down by it, and they instantly perked up when the the first track that I played was just a track off the record. It wasn't the single. It was instantly <laughs> that like, oh shit, no one's no one's talked about this. Like we love this song because again I'd got the whole record and been like, right, let's play a few songs. Let's not just go. Here's the current single and radio version. So. Is there a lot of that? Is 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 there a lot of tracks that you're excited to play live because you know that they're not maybe the main singles, but yeah. they're the ones that to you are like this is this is the one. Yeah, yeah, there is. You know, that I think in in getting everyone together for this record, they've been a part. They've grown. They've seen an evolution of what was basically 40, forty uh, forty forty vocals and some some beats. You yeah, know, they they've grown with it. So yeah. I hope they're gonna gonna help this record have more more of a life you know yeah. they're gonna really get out there and do their bit and and work all the angles of working a record which today is is not just about selling just the record you know no. it's, just, it, it's it's you know it might sound a bit crude it's it's about the uh the the sensitivity of of the sinking that happens it's yeah. about the the life of it within a set list, the life of it, where it appears in, in different songs appear in different blogs, the spread of those blogs, you know. It's changing you know, it's like there's hugely. so much. <laughs> I mean, again, and it's it's down to the fact that it's not as simple as we're going to sell X amount of, of records. That's died off now. Again, like I, when I had Frank Carter on his, a lot of people were messaging me because they were surprised to hear that at that point, his album had sold Four or five thousand, I think, in the mm-hmm. in the first week, and it was in the top twenty. It's like that's what it takes these days because record sales have dropped yeah, yeah. so much. So it is looking at a way it can sink. And again, this it, it used to be a thing that oh, if you've got a song on an advert, you've sold out. Whereas it's not as simple as that now. There's games, there's movies, there's yeah, yeah. so many things that can work really well. Are, you know, are coming together of different art forms. Mm-hmm. It's not a oh, I'm taking some money just for the sake of it it's a it's a sinking of all these things so yeah it's finding all the different angles to make yeah. it to make it work um i'll start to, to wrap things up now as we're at the hour mark um do you remember a phone conversation that you and me had about six seven years ago maybe more than that to do with a remix of just the band yeah 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 and that's I right i don't know what happened i don't know what i was, was going to say i don't know what happened either it's, it's, it's one of my weirdest moments because again i grew up uh, listening to a lot of your stuff and i was a fan and i was giving your phone number to call you about it and i was in my mum's i was living at home at my mum's at that time mm-hmm. so i'm ringing in my mind I'm, you was know six years ago it was about that man because that song came out in 2006 so but the that, remix was two, that's it the remix was the album was then 2007 2008 and the remix was I'd say it was 2008ish maybe 2009 mm. but yeah but um yeah so I'm standing in my mum's living room calling Roots Maneuver and then uh 
we had a big long conversation and, and it all sounded good and then yeah I've no idea really? and neither of us ever ever got anywhere I with really that I really don't know what, what bloody happened I'm, I'm, well I'm glad it did happen I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I'd imagined it all in my head now so I'm glad you can confirm we did we did definitely have a phone conversation once so that was good so 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 what's next is it is our tours booked in is it a case of of the the record comes out October 30th. I need to, to plug that. And mm-hmm. if you're listening to this on Acast, there'll be, be links as we're talking to go and pre-order on iTunes, on Amazon and everywhere else. So, so, so what's the plan? Are you looking to tour the hell out of this or are you excited already to get back in the studio? Yeah, I'm excited to get in the studio. It's Germany's a- done this to you. Germany's <laughs> put a, a bug in you to get back in the studio now. You've got- you know, there's, there's enough... There's enough unreleased music that we've done to, yeah. to you know keep to have another record ready really soon. So, yeah. So I think I, I need to be a little bit more strategic about this. Yeah. But I think it's just you know I'm I'm trying to get my head around the other side of the picture. Yeah. Which is really sitting down and going through the figures. It really hurts going through the figures and really trying to yeah. make it make sense, you know. In the, in the past, I've, you know, I've like, I've like, you know, I've I've really gone up against my team, my manager, and said, forget you, man. I'm I'm taking 10 people around Europe. I don't give a damn. I did, yeah. you know, I, I, I did that. And, and this time around, I, I think uh, I'm just going to, think things a little bit more laterally yeah just uh, and again it can be a great it can be a, a, a positive thing like those restrictions put on you can cause the best creativity the best options mm-hmm. and stuff you wouldn't have maybe thought of because it's easy in your mind to think i need all these people it's like right if i can't have yeah. these people how can we still make it mm-hmm. dope and that can then cr- create something yeah. that's even better than would the, than it would have been in the in the mm-hmm. first place you know so it's exciting. Well, thank you very much, and I look forward to, uh, yeah, to more records, uh, uh, more frequently. More I guess. records, dude. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not into that. I, people, you know, people keep saying to me, "Oh, why, why so long?" I'm like, it don't feel that long to me nah. at all. It's like, taking as long as it's taken. It's yeah, as simple it take, as that. Takes as long as it takes, and and uh, yeah, and and I, you know, I'd. It's, it's like we, we, the actuality of 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 seeing the usage of of of, of the album come back to me. You know, I, I don't I don't think I, I I don't think I've out of say a hundred and ten pu- already published songs. I don't yeah. I, I don't know that I've performed sixty yet. Yeah. So the you know the the, the the evolution of the the spectacle is still here. It's, yeah. You know, it's it's still in baby baby form. You know, we do fit. We done. I done four, fourteen festivals this year, and, I, and the average set time is like forty five. Yeah, which is literally, oh shit, oh man, I got to, you know you got to do like do the singles yeah. and 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 have a little a little furry into maybe something new and emerging and that's it and then you're off yeah there's mm-hmm. not like when you've got a back catalogue of six records of, yeah. of that many songs that's not easy to do a festival slot essentially a, a, a headline slot you've got that bit more time but still yeah. that's still r- real selective as you mm-hmm. said there will be 
many songs that people have sat at home and, and listened to over and over again and you've never performed live yeah. and probably don't really remember that well because you know you mm-hmm. recorded it a long time yeah, ago yeah, and if you're yeah. not playing it live it's not yeah. in your head constantly as it is in theirs so mm-hmm. yeah it's a tough yeah. one how do you select tr- a tracks so i keep a tr- a, a just, trying to end and then and then have more i want to ask you but yeah how do you what is that selection process <laughs> obviously you've got singles that kind of you need it generally, to put in. It generally what what works best in rehearsal yeah. I, I try to rehearse even if there is no shows. Just yeah. trying to get together with musicians and try Wicked. to work out different different show ideas. But yeah. what works best in rehearsal is what I kind of stick to. Yeah, you know, might not be that long. If I get my way to do the kind of show that I really want to do, it could it could really go off. Yeah, yeah. If I, I need to for, formulate a way of having my own little station on stage. Yeah. I think once once I develop that, the show really could start. Well, going back to that, as, as seeing you at Deadbeat, I remember at, at, at that year seeing a guy, Dose One, who had. Um, it was the first time I'd really seen. From I guess Cl- it was. I guess it was an Cloud NPC. Huh? Dose One. Yeah, from Cloud Dead. Yeah, from Cloud yeah. Dead and themselves. He used to do stuff with Big Dead. Yeah, yeah. Ago. I mean, he was dope, and I just it was the first time I'd really seen as someone using an NPC and loop station, and it was just him and a microphone and NPC and was just doing oh. all that and rapping and it was just it was amazing and what's that that's f- 15 years ago at least at least if not more so yeah it's kind of really? there's some good ways there yeah I'd say so as, as, as before I was recording so as oh, said so. it's more than a, a, a 10 years back but yeah that's ex- exciting to see then potential of of you with your own live station up there, still other people all working around it. Yeah, still trying to develop it. There's loads you can do I now with know. triggering, yeah. with, 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 with sample stations, with loop stations, and with yeah. everyone on clicks, you can kind of tie everyone yeah. together. Man, it's not as easy as people think of just, are you going to tour? All right, I'll quickly, I'll jump up now. There's a lot that goes into that, right, to figuring out that live show and how it can all work. Especially when you've got loads of tunes that you'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the last thing is is to be up there and not feeling, you know, I really like, I'm really inspired by, um, you know, uh, the dancehall bands, like the dancehall house band that would be like at Sting sting festival like in, yeah. in the in the caribbean where yeah. it's like one band on the stage and they must be playing lord knows how long they play for they could be played for like yeah three at least three hours loads of different artists coming on stage yeah and this one band seemed to know how to play everything just cover everything I just i would just love to be able to rehearse a band enough to know not just my music yeah but other things that i might want to play just oh, like prince, drop of a, hat. a prince famously has his band having to know his basically his entire back catalogue, but then also anything by Morris Day and the Time, by James Brown, but so that he can do exactly that. He can go, right, here's what we're going to yeah. j- jump into. Because the fact is, he can play all that. So he's like, I need I need all you to be able to play that. So if I start playing something on my guitar, I need you all to be able to go, bang, let's click into that. But we can't all have Prince's uh, a backing band, sadly. Well, you have to mention his name. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, you know, that, that, that I have to find some kind of solution in that vine. Yeah. To really start feel like, yeah, I, I am where I, where I want to be. It's ex- ex- exciting to see then. I look forward to seeing how that all, all develops <laughs> and comes together. Well, how you say, find that say, band. Aim for the stars. <laughs> Damn right. That's. I mean, that's a big aim. But, but again, if you can... 
if you can find it and nail it, it just makes it all that much more enjoyable and fun. And, you, you, you know, as you said, that that relaxation on stage of knowing you've got your shit how you want your shit, yeah. it's that, it, it changes everything. So, yeah, I'm sure it will get there. But thank you very much for coming on and talking for over an hour. It's been an absolute a pleasure. Thank you very much. There we go. How good was that? 60 minutes with a true icon of the UK rap scene. Um, yeah, I was so pleased to get the time to, to chat with him. Big love to, to, to everyone at Big Dada um, and Ninja Tune for setting that up. Um, and the new record's dope. I've got it. I've, I've listened to it now. I hadn't listened to it before the interview properly. I'd, I'd been sent it that day. I'd had a bit of a skim through. But yeah. He's he's at his, his best as ever. Um, I can't wait to see the live shows after everything we talked about there. So, yeah, check that out. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Next week guests, n- next week's guest is amazing. Um, I've done this interview already. It had to turn into a two-parter. And it's I think it's the, the longest distraction pieces I've ever done. Um, it's two long parters. And it's, a, it's with Tom Robinson. Um, who a lot of you all know as a DJ on Six Music, but he's was also he's also had a, a crazy music career, and he was also really important as 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 a gay icon as 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 in the in the in the seventies coming out as gay. He had a song called "Glad to Be Gay," which was banned all over the place, but was huge and in the top forty and and went crazy. Um, but yeah, it's a fascinating story. It's a fa- it's a, fa- a fascinating fascinating story. Talking to a guy who, when he real, it, we don't only talk about his sexuality. Don't panic too much. But the thing that blew my mind was realizing that when he realized he was gay and wanted to come out, it was illegal in England until like the the, the late sixties, early early seventies. I think it was illegal to be gay. It's just mind blowing now. It's it's mind blowing now. Regardless of what your thoughts are of, of of homosexuality, they should be that everyone can do what they want. But whatever your thoughts are, it's insane to think that that was illegal. Actually illegal. It's nuts. So yeah, amazing podcast. Um, it's a two parter. It will be out next Wednesday. It'll, the first part will go out at midnight as usual, and the second part will be at midday. So check that out. Um, until then. You can follow us on Twitter at Scroobius Pipio or at Distraction Cast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip or facebook.com slash Distraction Pieces Podcast. Um, and just be good, all right? Just be good. <laughs> <laughs>